Just before we go to Vaughn here, just some more news to add to Gord's cast there. Uh, noticing that Health Canada saying that it has just approved Moderna's vaccine for children between the ages of six months and five years old. So parents out there who have been waiting for this, you will soon be able to get your young children vaccinated against COVID-19. Once again, Health Canada approving Moderna's vaccine for children between the ages of six months and five years old. That actually expands vaccine eligibility to nearly 2 million children, so that will vary by province. So there's more to come on that, but that news from Health Canada this morning. Right now, we're going to talk about the NDP leadership race. There is some big news on that front. Vaughn Palmer joins us now for more on that. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi. And apparently somebody's actually interested in this job. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? It's about you know, time. I mean, it is incredible. This is not a hypothetical leadership race. You win the NDP leadership and you get to be the 37th Premier of British Columbia. And if you listen to the New Democrats for even a couple of minutes over the last few years, they'll tell you they're extraordinarily popular. British Columbians love them. They're doing great in the opinion poll. So why the hell doesn't anybody want the damn job? Because most of the news over the last week, especially, has been uh, people saying, nah, I'm not running, uh, saying family reasons. Nathan Cullen was the latest this week. Last week, uh, Ravi Kalon bowed out and endorsed David Eby. Uh, others have said, nah, I don't think so, not the right time. So, yeah, we finally have somebody who said, Actually, it's kind of flattering to be asked, and I think it's important I take it seriously and think it over. And that person is our finance minister, Selena Robinson, who said it yesterday. Interesting. Also somebody who was the previous housing minister to the portfolio that David Eby has now. Yeah, you know, it, it does provide an opening to discuss what a Robinson versus Eby leadership race would be like. And I know you've got Eby on later this morning, and... Uh, be interesting. Maybe he'll announce he's running. <laughs> Everybody oh, assumes he is. Uh, but in any event, yes. So David Eby is our current housing minister, as well as being attorney general. And uh, Selena Robinson was our previous housing minister under the NDP. And there's a, a couple of fairly dramatic differences in their approaches to the job. So when Robinson was housing minister. She put out a 30-point housing plan that was very heavily loaded on demand-side measures, social housing, new taxes, regulation, had very little to say about increasing the housing supply. And what she did say, she said, well, we have to work with local government. Along comes David Eby. David Eby says the biggest problem with housing affordability is supply, supply, and supply. And he's made a point of blaming local government for putting up obstacles to housing supply. And he's suggested that his Ministry of Attorney General, because uh, he's also that, and he's chair of the Legislation Committee, they're working on legislation to be brought in this fall that would allow the provincial government to override local government. So these are two new Democrats. Pretty different, yeah. Pal pals at the cabinet table were all united as a government, right? Uh, but a different approach. And here's something else, Simi. Uh, you know, we talked yesterday, we talked this week about EB's dramatic firing mm -hmm. of the old board of BC Housing, and he did it at 6.30 on Friday afternoon. Well, the people he dumped were all Selena Robinson 
appointees. So yeah, this is uh, this is an actual difference in approach between these two. Uh, could make for a very interesting race. It could be a very interesting race because at this point, Selena Robinson seems to be the only female candidate that has expressed any kind of interest in the job. Yes, and uh, you know the New Democrats have certainly accomplished great uh, examples in increasing diversity at the cabinet table. They have a gender balanced caucus, a gender balanced cabinet. Uh, they have a very diverse caucus. It was some effort to get there. It was some political risk because not everybody in the NDP liked the idea that the party was promoting candidates from what they call the equity groups, but nevertheless, it's an accomplishment there is a certain embarrassment, though, I guess, for the provincial NDP, which is they've never had a woman premier. Uh, they did have Carol James as leader, uh, but uh, the old Socreds had a woman as uh, premier. The Liberals had a woman as premier. Other provinces have managed it, but it would be a new development for the NDP in B.C., and I think there are some new Democrats who... Uh, it's not a quota question with Selena Robinson. She is finance minister. That's a major post in the government, but it's also the party is aware of the need uh, to show diversity in their leadership race, same as they have shown in their caucus and cabinet. Right. So were there any other candidates, though, you know, of the female cabinet ministers who might be interested? Like, I understand, was Melanie Mark ever interested? Well, Melanie Mark uh, on Twitter last week uh, announced that she wasn't running. Uh, She said, you know, a lot of people have encouraged me to do so. Um, After the way she handled the provincial museum fiasco, I have to think the people that were encouraging her to run were probably B.C. liberals. But, you know, that's a cheap shot. But there you go. Uh, the municipal affairs minister, Josie Osborne, uh, she is, I think, still considering it. She's certainly been talked about for the position. Uh, and, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think who else is in the field. Uh, Colin took himself out. Brad West, uh, Port Coquitlam mayor, passed the word. Not this time for him. Kalon is out. Uh, Bowen Ma went on social media and announced what she wants to see in the next leader of the NDP and said she just wants to let the next leader know what to expect from her because she doesn't take any BS. Um, I guess she presumes that she'll be in the next cabinet even if she doesn't run. But, I mean, the, the <laughs> valid response to that one, Simi, on social media was, hey, why don't you run? You know, she wants, yeah. a, she wants a climate action commander as leader. She disagrees with uh, some aspects of the party's support for LNG. So I think she'd be a good candidate. Uh, But it doesn't sound like she's running. It sounds more like she's trying to recruit somebody else to run. Interesting. So what's going on here then? Do you think, is it, do they not want a protracted battle? Do they think that'll hurt the party? Do they, is this seen as too much of a coronation for David Eby? Is it the entry fee? Like what's going on? Well, I think the first thing is what the is the last thing you said. So Eby himself said this week that uh, he and he thinks the other possible candidates are waiting to see what the the rules are. So the party is supposed to put down those rules this weekend. There's two main issues. One is the NDP in its constitution says you have to be a member of the party for 90 days to vote in a leadership race. So if they have an early convention, it's almost too late to start signing up members. 
there is a rumor that because of that, the party is going to go for a December convention, which is late, but do it in order to give anybody that wants to jump in time to recruit new members who would still be able to vote. The other thing is the entry fee, Simi. Uh, Rumor mill again was that the NDP might have a fee as high as $25,000 to jump in. That's a lot of money to have to raise to lose. So I think people have been holding back on that. Again, the rumor mill says, well, you know, the NDP is rolling in cash, right? The party is the party is doing very well on the fundraising side. They don't need to use a leadership to raise money. So if they really want to encourage a broader field, why not have a $5,000 fee, say, or a $10,000 fee? If they go to a high fee, I think there's probably a lot of people there who might be thinking to raise their profile, raise issues. They might hold off and say, oh, that's an awful lot of money to spend to lose. So um, the party can affect this with their decision on the weekend, Once they announce that, I think we will see candidates in the race. Okay, so when is all this going to be announced then? Uh, I believe they're announcing it on on the weekend. Uh, That's the latest. E.B. himself suggested that the rules were coming soon, and I assume he's plugged in well enough. Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. He does seem to have the inside track in this, even if he's not running. It's kind of interesting to see somebody in in this very powerful position uh, with, you know, I mean, we hear over here, Simi, that uh, caucus members are lining up to endorse him as soon as he announces. We've already had Kalon do that when he took himself out. So, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, everybody sort of assumes EB has the inside track, but Robinson's presence in the race would definitely... Uh, encourage at least a debate among the candidates and some sense of competition. And there may be other people out there uh, who will be surprises. They've not been floating a lot of names other than the ones we've just discussed, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I always thought a leadership race was an opportunity for people who weren't as well-known to get their name out there. What happened to that idea? Well, that's true, Simi, but again, you think about the fee, right? The the rules for raising money in B.C. politics have been tightened a lot by the NDP, and again, I I see there's, for example, an environmental activist out there who's chair of the party's... uh, Environment Committee, who said last week, you know, she'd really like to see one of these climate commander, they call it, candidates running. But she also said if the fee is $25,000, that's asking an awful lot of someone to go to friends and supporters and organizations and say, you know, I need 25000 bucks, and it's got to be in the size of donations that are restricted, that are allowed in B.C. politics. Um, and, and by the way, don't count on me winning. So I think that's the party has it in its power to make this more of a wide-open race by having a late convention, so more time to sign up members, and a low-entry fee so that people actually feel like, hey, I can get into this thing, I can raise some issues, raise my profile, have a genuine debate, and stir up some media interest and coverage uh, as well, because as you know, Simi, most of the stories so far have been the race is over. I know, so true. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. That's Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.